0: Welcome to Balance and Beyond, the podcast for ambitious women who refuse to accept burnout as the price of success. Here, we're committed to empowering you with the tools and strategies you need to achieve true balance where career, relationships, and health all thrive, and where you have the power to define success on your terms. I honor the space you've created for yourself today. So let's take a breath and dive right in. Welcome to today's episode where I'm joined by Jacqueline again, our wonderful mindset coach here at the Balance Institute. And we're going to talk about a hidden superpower that we have as women that many of you are not using. And it's a little bit different than you think. Welcome, Jacqueline.
1: Thank you. I love what you just said. It's a little bit different than you think. I think that's a, that points us in the direction of where we're headed.
0: <laughs> it does. So talking of thinking or thinking of thinking, one of the things that uh, we talk a lot about here at the Balance Institute is our heads and how we spend a lot of time in it. So Jacqueline, share with us, what do you see about the women, particularly who start early on in their journey with us? You know, where where are they primarily operating in their life from?
1: Right, from their heads, which, you know, another way of saying that is from their intellect um, or logical brain. So pretty much everything in life is, um, solution oriented or you're trying to figure things out. Um, this is the big, like just trying to figure it all out, uh, kind of muscle that's being used. And it's definitely something that we're, we're as a society over-functioning in. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, as women, it's, you know, the beautiful thing is that we've become so powerful in the professional workforce. And the tragic thing about being so powerful in the workforce is that we've lost, um, we've lost a muscle that we don't, we don't tend to use as much in the, in the professional realm because the professional realm, we do thrive with using our mind, our intellect, our figuring out brain, our seeking solutions. I mean, that's why we are functioning in the profession, right? Usually that's what's required. Um, but there is there is another muscle that we've lost along the way um, that used to be our superpower as women um, before we really joined the the workforce and became professionals um, really full time. and And so that's the segue, but I just wanted to set us up for that.
0: Yeah. Well, before we go there, let's leave everyone in suspense for a little bit longer. What is it costing us? We spend our lives in our head, as you said, making sense figuring it out, trying to think of the option. When we are living in our heads, what do we see as some typical symptoms of women? So if someone's listening to this going, oh, am I in my head? Apart from those questions, what else is going on in their life to to indicate that that's perhaps not working as well as it could be?
1: Mm. Well, generally they're gonna feel resentful about their life. And the reason why is because they can't figure out how to make their life work. And because the, we're, we're going to get to the punchline here, everyone, don't worry. There is another way to – that you need to – another muscle you need to access to have a life that works or feels good to you. Um, and it's not it's not found in the intellect. It's um, getting your life to work or feel good is not something that you can figure out or or find via logic. In fact. And I know that might stump so many of us because so much of that does work and is critical in the professional world. And that's why it's it's kind of um, maddening because it's like, well, it works here. Why isn't it working in my life, like with my marriage, or why isn't it working with parenting? Um, and in you know, I'll say that in some capacities it does work. Sometimes we do need our logic for sure and <laughs> and solution solution based um deduction. We need that for sure in our marriages and our parenting, but there's a limit to that. And that's what we're pointing to in this episode.
0: Yeah. And I think also what's important to point out is that there is a limit to how much fulfillment we find in a life that makes sense. So we might have all the markers of success. We've got the title, the salary, the house, the cars, tick the kids. We've got the partner, we've done all that. And yet we find ourselves looking at life going, Hmm. I've done everything I was meant to do. I thought it was going to feel good. I thought I'd feel better. But as you said, I'm resentful and I'm grumpy and I'm tired and we can't figure it out because we've done everything we were meant to do and everything that logic said, and we followed the path and it's not working.
1: Yep. That's a scary place to be, right? It's like, I did everything I was supposed to do. Then why am I not not happy? And yeah. And so we can't figure this out which is what brings many women to work with us, Joe, right? Is been trying to figure this out and they're stumped and resentful and burnt out. And for good reason, because, um, well, actually I love that. I use that word right now because their life has become too reasonable. Um, and mean, yeah. And, And that's a funny way to say it, but what I, what I mean is that they, they don't allow for their imagination or they don't allow for other possibilities that might seem unreasonable, or they don't allow for possibilities that might shake the status quo or interrupt their perfectly painted picture of, you know, this is what a good life should look like because somewhere along the line, they lost the thread of what actually genuinely brings them joy. And I'm not saying that their job or their husband or their kids don't bring them joy, but it's something in the relating to the relating to their work. They're relating to their partner. They're relating to their kids and probably most importantly, they're relating to themselves, that gets lost along the way. We Work doesn't ask us that question, hey, how are you in relationship to yourself? Does this feel true for you? Is this actually nourishing? No, we're actually asked to um, not investigate that and, and just perform and succeed and function and deliver deliverables and, and punch out at <laughs> the end of the day, or maybe not even then. So, so yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's take them, uh, let's not leave them in suspense any longer. What then is this hidden superpower? If it's not our heads, what then is this gift, this ability that we all have that we've numbed? Mm, mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, oftentimes we call it our heart intelligence or um, some people call it intuition. um, And we mean that in a really grounded way. Um, uh, Some people call it, it could even be instinct. I like calling it this a deeper inner knowing. Like it's the kind of knowing that when you slow down and you're really honest and it usually, it feels like a little bit, maybe vulnerable to admit it. Like if you really admit what you really want, it's this. And, and you know, that spot, you know, that spot, it just depends if you give yourself permission to go there.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting is usually as parents, particularly mothers, we, there is a level of mother's intuition that we can access. So I, I don't know about you, but I know you're, you're one a little, but you can look at a child and nothing about them says they've been naughty, but there's something in you that goes, you're up to something, or you look at them and go, hmm, something bad's about to happen, or I look at my daughter and everyone would go and I'd say, she needs to pee. And they look at me and go, how do you know? That she, She's fine. I'm like, I know, she needs to pee. There's an intuition, there's an instinct, there's an inner knowing that we, after a little while, stop. Questioning. So we have access to it, but it can be so much richer if we allow it to penetrate more areas of our lives, and particularly if we can access that at work and put this making sense down for a little bit and build this muscle. So, Jacqueline, what happens? I guess, where does this intuition lie? If it's not in our head and it doesn't make sense, where do we find it?
1: Well, I mean, we talk about it being located in the heart, and, and that's, that's, and can be kind of a nebulous concept. Um, but when you check in with your intuition, you'll usually feel a sensation in your body that often is located somewhere around your heart space, right? Like we all feel those, um, like a pang in our heart, or we feel a twinge or something. So that kind of, that experience, like you're on to something, it might feel like, secretive almost, or, um, or even like I mentioned before, vulnerable to admit, but you can feel it. There's that you do get this sensation in your body. It, it might feel like a spark coming back, like you're coming back to life. It might feel a little giddy. In fact, it's, it's like, it's like you're feeling something that feels true that you haven't let yourself admit for a long time. That's what it feels like in the body, but usually located around the heart is where we feel it.
0: The challenge, I think, for many women is that we've spent so long in our heads that we've forgotten what that body actually feels like. Can you help us understand? Often women come to us and they say they feel numb and they feel like they need to defrost. They've almost forgotten how to feel because they just head down, tick things off the list, uh, despite the fact that they're actually feeling guilty and fear and shame a lot. They've forgotten how to feel everything else. What, what does being numb mean and how does somebody know if they're numb?
1: Mm, that's a great question. What does being numb mean? I think it's that missing the zest of aliveness. Um, it's like living a life by prescription for so long, you lose touch with what makes you feel alive. Uh, and mm-hmm. alive can, can feel dangerous to the status quo. It can feel, mm-hmm. um, it can almost even feel like reckless, right? Like, what? <laughs> um, because, because if, when you follow the prescription, you're guaranteed safety or you're guaranteed, um, a, like a pat on the head from society or your parents or whomever that you've really been pleasing some, you know, you're pleasing someone outside of you. And you probably thought it was you, um, too, you know, and, and maybe some aspects it's still true. It's not like everything you've ever done. It wasn't, was totally not true for you, but, um, but along the way, we have these like little little drops where we we let go of parts of ourself and parts of our preferences or parts of our truth um, because we're afraid that we won't succeed or we're afraid that we'll lose someone's love. Um, so, so the numbness, yeah, it, it starts to feel like you're a little, it sounds dramatic, but a little dead inside.
0: Yeah, we hear that a lot. A lot. People feel like their sparks going out. Or well, they feel dead inside. They don't know who they are anymore. They feel a little bit lost. And is it any wonder that we see people then lean harder into figuring it out and making it make sense? And they try to use their brain to figure this out, which is kind of ironic, isn't it? But it's what we've been taught.
1: Right. It's it's so ironic because you can't figure this one out, um, which is <laughs> often what brings people here because they need to tap into this intuition, this spark inside them the thing that that feels true and right even if it feels disruptive Um, and this could be you know changing your job this could be renewing your marriage or really taking a hard look at the state of your marriage this could be looking at your parenting um where you work this could be like where you live you know where you live might not even be feel like it's like this thing it just doesn't feel good but you haven't let yourself admit it because, oh, because then we'd have to move house and then you just think of all these reasons why it's unreasonable. But that's the thing is if you don't, if you just live a reasonable life, you're, well, you experience what a reasonable life feels like and it, it kind of zaps the life force out of you.
0: Yeah. And I think most people, if you boil it down, they want an extraordinary life for them. Everybody's version of extraordinary because to lead a mediocre life, often feels like settling, and I certainly know that was my path when I'd done everything that I thought I should do that was the pathway to happiness, built the house, had the kids, had the chickens, had the pool, I'd I ticked everything. I was like, okay, awesome, I've done everything, now I'm happy. And I was empty, and what the hell is not meant to be this way? And so if we turn our mind, Jacqueline, to what happens in the workplace when we start accessing this superpower and particularly those women who are working in male dominated environments that's a lot of people here whether it's financial services or professional services uh, a wide range of industries whether whether that's relevant or not but what can open up if we can access this superpower and this intuition what are we seeing with the women we're working with
1: Mm. well their leadership expands because the truth is, is that the people that you're working with or your, you know, your colleagues or your employees, they want to be recognized for their range of humanity as well. They don't want to be seen as pure, you know, cogs in a wheel or robots. Um, and so it's starting to recognize that, um, that other people deserve boundaries. You deserve boundaries. And so in your leadership, you, you're you the role model for this. So you get to say, um, what your boundaries are in leadership. And oftentimes the women that come to us, they, they don't really have boundaries in their leadership. They're, they just take on everything and they, Oh, I'll, I'll take care of that for you. That's too hard for you. And they, or their perfectionism is so intense that they take things off people's plate because the other person can't do it as well as they can. And, but the thing is, is that you need to recognize that your humanity and your bandwidth but there's so much negligence to our humanity and our bandwidth when we become these performers that need to deliver something by a certain time and i'm not saying to to totally to neglect deadlines either but there's there's this either or conversation right it's either i meet the deadline and neglect myself or I neglect myself and i can't meet the deadline but that doesn't have to be true we can we can start getting creative like okay so here's the deadline how can i still honor myself inside of this deadline who can I start trusting and delegating to? How can I start saying no to things I don't need to be at? Like where, where are the boundaries so that you're honoring your humanity while also honoring the deadline? And when people start seeing you do that as a role model, then they have permission for themselves. And you can also start asking them what works for them, right. And observing their boundaries and observing their humanity. So yeah, I think that's the, the gist of it is seeing, seeing people with actual bandwidth as opposed to someone (laughs) you could just work into the ground, including yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and this is a very common thing that we see. But what, uh, what I think is an interesting side to this conversation is we see a lot of women really afraid of their feelings. I would almost say terrified of them. And often the reason given is, well, I've shoved these things so deep, deep down and I'm so full of them That I'm terrified if I let something out and I start to feel, I'm going to be completely overwhelmed and like taken over by the wave, and then I'm going to start crying at work, and then I'm going to be considered weak, and I'm going to become that emotional woman. It's big, right? And so then it's like, okay, well, no, 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 no. I I don't, I don't need that intuition. I'll have the intuition without the feelings, thank you. And let me make it make sense. What? Right. Is different here. What, what's mm. the what's the antidote to those fears? Or what would okay. you say to someone who's worried about that? Oh,
1: well, your feelings are part of your life force. First of all, so if you try to stuff your life force down, you're. I mean, you're right. It is going to come up. So people who are scared about like what happens when I take the lid off this, I mean, um, you're right that the it's things are going to come up. I'm not going to lie and say that they are not, but what I want to impress upon you is that you're built for it. You're built for your feelings. So it won't kill you. Um, and, in, and in fact, not only will it not kill you, but it will make you a stronger leader. It'll make you a stronger mom. It'll make you a stronger woman. Um, because any emotions that you have have suppressed actually are stealing your, your energy, or stealing your... Part of your bandwidth, and so many women come to us with their—they're like at the end of their bandwidth, they're burnt out. And so, if you want more bandwidth back in your life, meaning you want more space in your body, like your nervous system, you don't want to be reactionary all the time. You want to actually wake up and feel energized and not depleted. You want to not step snap at your kids all the time. All the, all of those are symptoms of not having bandwidth. And you know, I gave the example of boundaries. So we need to set boundaries to observe your bandwidth. You also need to observe your emotions to observe your bandwidth because your emotions that stagnate, they, I call it emotional constipation, <laughs> they get blocked, locked up in your body and it actually steals your life force because it gets bound up with undigested emotion. We must digest our emotion because that's actually access to our power, your grief, your anger, your frustration, your fears, this these are those are all access or portals into um and to claiming more of your power, more of your confidence. So many women want confidence. If you are running around with suppressed fear inside you, how how can you ever access confidence? You have to be able and and willing to to confront what has what you've been afraid of and then allow that fear to be the thing that lifts you up into confidence, right? But we try to ignore the fear and be confident anyway, but it's not how it works. And I think that's why they're coming to us because they're realizing it doesn't work that way.
0: Now <laughs> yeah. well, there's this whole fake it till you make it, right? I'll just pretend to be confident. I know, I'll take the seat at the table. And what we see is so many women having this external confidence and you'd see them in a board meeting or an executive presentation and go, wow, they're so together, But what you haven't seen is them nauseous in the bathroom beforehand or them screaming at their kids over dinner because they're terrified about what they said to John and oh my God, John's now not going to like them. And the fact that they wake up now at four in the morning, terrified about what just happened, the ramifications because oh my gosh, they were too loud. So while they might look like it, this is where you're talking about what's sucking the bandwidth is not just the presentation where they appear confident. It's almost that external emotional pollution that it's happening all around it. And that's really what is burning everybody out. It's not just the event because if you simply was confident for your 20-minute presentation and then you were done, nobody would be burning out. But it's this constant undercurrent of, oh, I'm beating myself up and my inner critic and my high standards and my tyrant. And if we're carrying all that, we're not going to be able to access this other side of us, are we? Which is tragic because it's there.
1: Right. And it's so ironic because you in the end you're still emotional, trying to suppress suppress all the emotions. It's making you snappy, it's making you edgy, it's making you fearful. Because you're afraid to face your emotions, but you're still emotional. So it's like, why don't you just deal with the <laughs> real thing? And and I will say though, that it there's not a lot of in the world, it's not like we have a lot of places to go to bring our emotions safely. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, why people will find us because we're a great container for women to say, okay, I'm finally ready to feel what there is uh, underneath here. I'm ready to feel some of the grief or the fear or the anger that's been here. And, and, and you deserve, if you're tuning into this, you deserve to, ha- to, to meet those feelings and feel safe to do so. And having a guide uh, like Joe and myself um, on that journey with you is, is, really imperative and it's really an act of self-love and kindness so that you don't just like try to open up this lid and then you're finding yourself like wallowing on the bathroom floor for the weekend because you opened it up and you don't know what to do with it. Um, because it is a lot to open up. So I don't, I don't say that to scare anybody, but it just, just to say that you deserve professional guidance as you open that up. Cause it is something to navigate and wade through without the tendency will be to fall into a story or, um, the drama, I'll put it that way, the drama around our emotions, the drama around the grief or the anger. And that actually, what that does is it stirs up the emotion, but it doesn't allow resolution. So I mentioned you get your power back from your emotions, but once you resolve the emotion, not just by stirring them up, stirring it up just stirs up drama. (laughs) <laughs> and then it feels crappy for you, and then you're on the bathroom floor, and you know, <laughs> that's no fun. So we want you, we want you to actually feel your emotions and resolve them. And uh, but some, there's an expression we say in the industry: you have to feel it to heal it. And resolution mm-hmm. requires is another way of saying healing it or really feeling it and and going through the emotion and getting to the other side versus getting stuck in the middle of it, feeling worse. Mm-hmm. So I say that. Yeah, that's important to to note.
0: Yeah, and I think this is what we see when people get support, what unlocks for them. And this is why we call it a hidden superpower because most men aren't as emotionally intuitive biologically as we are. We've been wired this way for a reason. And when we try to deny it and act like a man and pretend we don't have emotions, we're trying to act like a man in a woman's body and denying ourselves this gift of intuition of access and, and what we see, know, Jacqueline, you and I have seen this in our own lives in terms of you open up additional radio frequencies that wouldn't be available. So you're looking at your, you know, your work for the day. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. We could fall into the story of overwhelm, but when you've processed your emotions, like, oh, there's some fear here. That's all right. I now know how to process it. This is what is my, what is my instinct? What does my intuition say is the most important thing for today? That do it move on instead of being paralyzed by indecision and the perfectionism comes in and then we procrastinate and the overwhelm and it's so easy to then get stuck in this cycle of trying to work it out with our heads, right? Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: And all you have to do is just slow down. I know this sounds kind of overly simplified, but... The, the answer's inside, oh, it's another trite thing to say, but it's true. The answer's inside of you. And so, but sometimes we forget how to listen to it after years and years and years and years and years of listening to, you know, answers or following mandates that are external. So now it's time to tune into them that internal wisdom and internal direction that, that brings us into alignment with our lives. And I think a lot of the women, that's what they're really seeking ultimately is, is to come into the alignment with their lives and uh and this is the place to do it
0: yeah and when we do that this is why we call it a superpower this is when everything starts to shift when you become that woman of influence when you step up as a leader when you delegate when you usually we see people get promoted very very quickly because they show up incredibly differently and then they're showing up a whole And at home, they're not yelling at the kids anymore and their marriage is more present. And this is what we want for every single woman. We want you to access the superpower. We want you to become a true woman of influence, not a fake woman of influence, to process these, to conquer your fears. And that is where the magic happens. Well, thanks for joining us today, Jacqueline. It's always awesome to have you and start shedding light on this other side that might not make sense and it might not be logical, but it's actually where all the goodness is, isn't it? Thanks for joining us today on the Balance and Beyond podcast. We're so glad you carved out this time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who might need to hear this today. And if you're feeling extra generous, leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice would mean the world to us. If you're keen to dive deeper into our world, visit balanceinstitute.com to discover more about the toolkit that has helped thousands of women avoid burnout and create a life of balance and beyond. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Balance and Beyond podcast.